this is what I learned. Most people don't really care that much about your accomplishments as much as you do. They care. They love it. They'll lift you up. But most of the times when you're battling these demons of performance and excelling and achieving, you're battling yourself and not wanting to fail yourself and you project that on the other people. We live, we live. So yes, what's sir. up? What's up, people? Welcome back, world. You are listening to the City of Savages podcast. As always, I'm your host, Cam, and I'm here with my co-host, Greg. What's up, G? Yo, what's good, Cam? What's going on, man? Chilling, man. Chilling. And we got a special guest today. Yes, indeed. Kendra Miller of K-Works Fitness. What's up, Kendra? <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 how's it doing? How's it doing, my people? City of Savages, thank you for having me. And of course, to the lovely hosts, Cameron and Greg, I thank y'all for bringing me on. Absolutely, absolutely. Loving the energy. So, you know, we uh, we met Kendra back in the, at the uh, the Atlanta Boutique Fashion Week. Um, and it, we went to the, the uh, Yoga at Noon, and it was super dope. Uh, we felt the energy from Kendra, uh, love what she was doing. So we was like, yeah, we got to get you on the pod. Uh, we wanted to get her on that weekend, but we couldn't. So I'm glad we right. got you now and uh, we can finally get to do this. Big fat. Okay, y'all promise y'all not mad at me because I had y'all working. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Nah, not at all. Hey, we loved it. We loved it. It was an amazing class. I know we're going to get into it, but... Yeah, it was um, it was like both challenging and is at the same time like the energy was crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, so much so that you know I came, I, I actually took both of them. Um, I'm sure Cam would have came back for the second class. He he had to leave. He had some business to take care of. But yeah. um, you know, both classes were absolutely amazing. Like I said, you know, challenging, but the the energy was was at another level. So um, we could see why you know you guys were. Uh, were I appreciate that. Too. I really mm -hmm. do. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, so everybody, all our listeners here, Kendra Miller is a yoga instructor, and uh, her business is BBB accredited. She's on, uh, she's the official yoga at noon vibe curator for the boutique fashion week, and uh, she's a teacher, a healer, so much more. Currently residing in Atlanta, Georgia. So, welcome everybody, Miss Kendra Miller, to the pod. Yeah. Hey. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> so so Kendra hey, we always like to just start with the backstory um, and get our guests to kind of introduce themselves tell everybody you know about who you are where you from and how you got to where you are today yes okay so um, my name is Kendra Miller um, I'm originally from Orlando Florida Winter Park to be specific so like right outside of Orlando um, I went to high school and college in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, graduated from the University of Alabama, roll tide, all, right. all, day, uh -huh. all day, every day. <laughs> um, <laughs> I actually graduated with a degree in advertising, sociology and theater. Um, and my love for yoga didn't come about till about, I would say maybe four years ago. My uh -huh. uh, love for yoga kind of chimed in and peaked. But um, up until then, I... I act, I model, I write, I do a little bit of comedy, okay. but my mainstay and my main calling for my everyday purpose in life is yoga. I um, entered into the yoga practice about four years ago after 
being an athlete and a personal trainer for over 10 years. Um, and so I kind of went into yoga to, in full honesty, to dominate it. I was like, oh, it's, it seems like a cool workout, but then I can also get a stretch on. And it's something I can master easily. Mm. Went to my first class, almost cried because I got my butt kicked. <laughs> was that frustrated about it. Yeah. And the yeah. funny thing about it is, is the teacher saw me getting frustrated and she came over and tapped me on the shoulder. And she was like, just sit down for a second. Just wait till after class. That made me even more mad because I'm like, I failed. Oh, and she's going to come no. tell me I'm terrible. <laughs> and then at the end of the class, she was like, why do you feel like you need to be so perfect? What's mm. wrong? Mm. What's what's welled up in you so much that you feel like you this is your first class. You have to perfect everything. Right. right. I didn't have an answer. And so she was like, just come back. So from there, that started to unravel so much in me because every time I would go into a class, it would challenge me to focus more on myself. It would uh -huh. challenge me to dive deeper into my own psychology to see what made me tick and why certain things um, made me lose focus or made me frustrated. Uh -huh. And before I started realizing it, I was discovering myself. Right. Okay. So that kind of led me down the track of wanting to teach, wanted to provide that healing energy to other people, which is where I am now mm. here in Atlanta, doing yoga and fitness full time, working on entertainment full time and yeah. helping out these wonderful people at Boutique Fashion Week with their yoga at noon. OK, I like That's it, man. That's a dope story. Yeah, very, very. I was actually going to um, I was actually going to ask, like, you know, how um you know Kate works fitness kind of came about so you kind of answered that for us um but I did hear you say you're an athlete you got to talk mm -hmm. a little bit you got to talk a little bit about that like what sport did you play and you know was like some things uh, that you were doing as far as like being an athlete kind of drive you to want to coach some other people or train and teach other other folks well I've been an athlete my that's a really great question I've been an athlete my entire life so um Starting since of like, of course, on team sports, since I was about maybe 11 years old, I played volleyball, basketball and track until I graduated high school. Okay. Um, I knew I was going to take the theater track. So I, I took um, I had an offer for volleyball at a couple of places, but mm -hmm. I knew it wasn't anything I was going to do long term. Right. Um, when I got to college and this is what I always say, there's a mindset and a heart to an athlete. It's something that you can't buy is something that you can't teach and it's something that you can't learn there's there's a certain heart to an athlete that i think is similar to entertainers or or anyone in this type of an industry whereas you have a need to perform and right. so it's like i got in college i was doing theater i was you know and doing what i loved i was working in event promotion things like that but i still had this urge to perform and excel on a physical level it mm. wouldn't go away and so I actually in, in college got into bodybuilding first. Okay. Realized, nah, I don't like that. I like the competition aspect of it, but I didn't like everything that you had to go through for the show, you know, right, just right. for, you know, right. for that one time on stage. Yeah. Right. Then I started playing around with some, I, I played around with some different sports, a, a lot of athleticism, and it turned into me wanting to just train. Like I just loved, I realized I just loved being athletic. So mm -hmm. I started finding small groups of athletes around my community. My cousin played basketball, his girlfriend played basketball, his best friend played basketball. So I'm like, let me train y'all. What's the mm -hmm. worst that can happen? I'm either gonna be <laughs> terrible at it and y'all gonna, gonna get worse 
or y'all gonna get better. Yeah. And it just so happened that the training worked. And you know what I'm saying? She, you know, she started, she got good enough and she started holding basketball camps at school. I'm like, okay, okay. I got a knack for this. This is something I can do. Right. And so one day, this is the funniest part about it. I was training them in a field and one of my homeboys who was a soccer player came by. He was like, if you're training people, you know, you should get certified for that. Right. And I was like, mm. certified. I said, you got to be certified to teach people how to exercise. This is me like <laughs> 10, 12 years ago. Like you got to have a certification. He was like, yeah, shoot, go, go, just get your cert. You out here doing it. Right. You're training people, you train the athletes, just go after it. Right. And so I was like, cool, bet. I went ahead, went after it, got my certification. And then from there, I just start reeling in. Um, I already had a couple of friends at the University of Alabama that played various sports. And so they entrusted me once again with yeah. helping them train. So they was like, you know what? We, you know, we'll do a couple of workouts with you. Um, I ended up getting an internship at a sports development facility called JPI Sports. So shout out to Johnny Jackson. He's one of the best um, okay athletic trainers in the industry and he took me under his wing and actually taught me the process of training athletes right okay the majority i know it's long-winded so i'm gonna get to the point oh but no, no. The, <laughs> this this this, like your, this your area me. right now take your yeah. time man i was about to say whenever i interview or talk to people i'm like you know you can always tell me to shut up i will <laughs> hey, this this is about you you're the special guest right now so take yeah. your time man Thank you. No so doubt. I was like, I'm working with him, and most of the people he's working with are football players getting ready to go to college, college football players getting ready to go to the pros, mm -hmm. and pro football players who are coming back in the offseason. Okay. I'm training with them, I'm working out with them. And as a sidebar, when I was younger, I wanted to play football. My mom said, No, you'll be the only girl on the team. They're going to beat you up. <laughs> it ain't going to be fun. You're not yeah. going to like it. I don't think it's right. safe. Ain't right. no way. So now I'm around all these athletes, all these football players. I'm learning how to train them. I'm going through the mm -hmm. drills with them. I'm like, I like it just as much as I thought I did. Uh -huh. Here comes the LFL. Like right around that time, the LFL kind of came to be. I tried out the first time, didn't make it. Tried out again, didn't make it. There was, um, this is right before I moved to Atlanta. There's mm -hmm. a huge flag football following. Had no clue about it. Yeah. Right. A coach in the parking lot was like, I saw you out there training. You just need somebody to work with you. You just mm -hmm. need somebody to help you out. So come yeah. out to the field, get in on this flag football. That introduced okay. me to the world of flag football. Okay. okay. Um, believe it or not, I was an O-lineman. <laughs> I was an O-lineman. I played center. And then yeah. I played, uh, I played uh, D-line as well. So okay. I played to the right side of the, of the, uh, of the center on the D-line. Okay. And so I played that That's for cool. a while. My first game, I win an award for offensive lineman of the game. I'm like, yes, this is it. I knew I was good at it. I like the game. Y'all can't yeah. tell me nothing. Play, play, play. Got an invitation to try out for contact football. Um, and, then got a, and then got an invitation from the LFL to come try out. Mm. I try with the LFL, I tear my ACL. Oh, That's oh, done. Yeah. That's done. So I'm thinking my sports career is over with. Mm -hmm. In that process around that time is when I get introduced to yoga. That's okay. when I went to my first class, right? Okay. That's okay. around the time I went to my first class. So I start doing yoga. And that's where that kind of story came into it. Because you got to, I'm coming from an injury. Right. You know, Right. I done tried and failed. I done tried and succeeded at my favorite sport, 
tried and failed at my favorite sport, mm, tried and got injured at my favorite sport. So that's why when I went into the yoga sphere, I'm like, this is something that I can, like, it's that athlete. It's something yeah, about right. that in your heart where it's like, this is something that I can conquer. If I right. couldn't conquer this, then I can conquer that. This is the you next thing. I mean? This is the next thing that I can, I can take to that next level. Exactly. I can right. conquer that. Yeah realize that is not even close to what yoga is supposed to be about. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, I get into it. Like I said, I start working on the psychology of myself and start figuring out that yes, being an athlete means you love to perform and you love to excel, but being an athlete does not mean that you have to have this counter-trained mindset of working against yourself, being your Mm, own enemy. You know what I mean? feeling like you have to beat yourself because don't nobody else this is what I learned most people don't really care that much about your accomplishments as much as you do they care they love it they'll lift you up but most of the times when you're battling these demons of performance and excelling and achieving you're battling yourself yeah very true and not wanting Mm -hmm. to fail yourself and you project that on the other people Mm, that's good that was one of the first things that I learned in yoga is most of these people in the room could give a damn whether I'm good at these postures or not. They trying to make sure they're good at them. Right. Right. So, right. So, so then I'm in a space where I can really relax and I'm like, okay, this is probably going to be where I'm at. Mm. Okay. Um, then this is, then I got introduced and this is coming up to the past two, three years to rugby with the Atlanta Harlequin. Shout out that, to the Atlanta Harlequin. Okay. All right. Okay. Which was a different twist on football. Yeah, right. And it's no, safer. absolutely. It's a different ball. It's safer. It's a lot less impact on the joints, mm. but it's a lot more mental play. So that's where I currently am now. I kind of train off and on with the Atlanta okay. Harlequins. Um, I'm doing my rugby and mm. I'm chilling. So basically, okay. my athletic story was really a triumph story out of the mindset of competition and into the yeah. mindset of just doing what I love. Okay. That's that's, and that's what I love the most about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Man, that's a hell of a story. So you play <laughs> so you playing rugby now. I do play rugby. I train and play for rugby. And it's for me, it's a lot easier. It's a bit of a learning mm-hmm. curve because um the gameplay is completely different. Instead of yeah. throwing the ball forward, you throw the ball, you throw the ball backward. Mm-hmm. Instead yeah. of everybody on the team splitting up and going separate ways, they all stay on the same right. line and work okay. together. Right. You know what I mean? It's not about stopping the game like with football. It's about stopping the player, stopping the ball. With rugby, it's about continuing the game forward. So you're not okay. ever trying to stop the motion of the play. Right. And so I had to change mindsets a little bit, but I do love it a little bit more. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. That's good too. That is good. But you know, um, I, I like that you talked about, you know, changing your mindset. And you talked about that in two instances, right? So when it came to yoga, you had to change your mindset and then playing rugby now you have to change your mindset so do you feel like since you've uh, been introduced to that that mindset shift has that kind of propelled you in like your career and where you where you're going right now do you think that's that's been like a game changer for you and your success and what you're doing a hundred percent it is how I train athletes now Um, I think when Kobe talked about that Mamba mentality, that Mamba mindset, that killer instinct, it it doesn't come from a competitive mindset. Mm -hmm. It doesn't come from 
wanting to beat other people. It doesn't come from wanting to be better than anybody else or constantly comparing yourself to other people. And the reason why I say that and the reason why I understand what Kobe Bryant meant is because when you compare yourself to other people, you get comfortable. Mm. You can mm. beat another person. You can't yep. beat yourself. You yeah. see what I'm saying? That's true. That's true. That's good. Yeah. Because whenever you're at your best, now I got to beat that best. Right. And then when that right. becomes that best, now I got to beat that best. Another mm. person might peek out any day of the week or may just give up. So right, yeah. I think taking that competition mindset out of it and not wanting, which I think is so dangerous. We don't talk about it a lot, but that's mm. why when I say when I train athletes now, my goal is to make them healthy, well-rounded and mindful athletes. So mm. not focused on tearing their bodies down and trying to work through the pain and trying to beat themselves up to please and invalidate other people. It has to be something within you that makes you want to get out there every day, give yeah. it your best and do your best. Yeah. And it yeah. has to be a love for what you do. Kobe Bryant, right before he died in one of his interviews, he said, the day that you wake up and you dread doing the work that it takes for what you want to accomplish is the day you should choose something else. Mm. Because good. if this is what you really want to do, yeah, it may be uncomfortable, yeah, it may put you in positions that may cause you to have to step outside of what you want to do that day, quote unquote. Mm. But if this, if this is really what you want to do and this is really what you love, there's something inside of you every day that says, I need to work on this. Right. 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 I want to work on this. Yeah. I want to be better at it because I want to see myself be the best person or the best whatever it is that I can be for my craft. Yeah. And so that's that mindset shift that I was talking about, because in yoga, I stopped worrying about being the most flexible person in the room. And then when mm -hmm. I stopped working about worrying about that, I'm like, well, shit, I can do dancer pose with no problem. Let me see how, how far I can pull this posture. Mm -hmm. right. I can do shoot. I can do splits with no problem. Let me see how I can take it to the next level. Right, right. You know, and then when the voices from the outside come in and try to tell you, oh, you ain't that good or you ain't that, all you think in your mind is, well, bet, keep watching. Mm. Right. You know, and yeah, if you yeah. watch Kobe Bryant or even LeBron James, that's kind of their mindset. When people say stuff to them about you ain't that good or you ain't better than this person, you ain't better than that person, their response is always just a ha ha ha. Okay. Yeah. I'll show, <laughs> I'll like, show you. Right, yeah. We'll see. Don't yeah. even worry yeah. about it. But That's, I'm gonna get back in the lab and work. So right. yeah, I yeah. think yeah, that was that mindset shift for me. Okay. Mm -hmm. nah, that's that's really good. That's really good. You know, that's um that's definitely I think the the difference between somebody that that's like that person that you say, yo, they like they different, you know, versus right. the person that's like good or pretty good. The people mm -hmm. that's different, they had that mentality, like you said, they want yes. to you ain't gotta you ain't gotta Tell them to get up at 5 a.m. to go do their thing. They are they they want to get up at 5 a.m. to go do their thing. You know what I mean? That's go right. Practice to go get better. That's and, right. Yeah, yeah. Because they feel like if I don't, then dang, so, so look, somebody else doing it. Not somebody else oh. better than me, but dang, somebody else wanted more than me. Yeah, yeah, that's good. This yeah. is my opportunity. You feel me? Right, right, right. Yeah. And then okay. coming in on top of that, and like just. What you said um, that made me think about Kobe too, the whole mama mentality is like something I believe as well. Like you don't necessarily, you're not looking to your left or your right. You're looking in the mirror. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
looking at yeah. you looking at yourself every day like okay how can i get better because yeah. if you're too busy worrying about what other people are doing you're not really focused on yourself you're not really focused on your craft you focus on something else yeah you know, that's right yeah uh, that's right when you okay. have your when you have your focus on you you're you're constantly trying to make yourself better and nothing else yeah. affects you whether it's a distraction or what ha- what have you anything anything's not gonna gonna throw you off you know what i'm saying it's, it's yeah. that that tunnel vision you know what i mean cam like oh yeah and you can't, you know, if you too focus work worrying about somebody else, then you can't find out for yourself what your strengths and weaknesses are. Oh, right? facts, facts. That's it. It's kind of like Desus and Miro. This is another side of the coin, but Desus and Miro kind of pulled themselves all the way to the top of excellence too. And Desus says all the time, "We all riding our own horse." Yeah. If I look over at your horse, I'm gonna fall off of mine. Exactly. Then what? Right. Now my exactly. horse all the way down the road so exactly. somewhere. <laughs> I gotta exactly. run behind it. Right. I gotta run behind that thing the whole way. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So listen, That's good. I like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm. I'm I have to write that down. So listen, you drop. You drop some gems already, man, and um, I'm loving it. Um, so with that, and then coming into yoga, and then you know after. First of all, just pushing through, like um, just the story of perseverance and resilience that that you're able to display, you know, not even for anybody else, but for yourself. You know what I'm saying? So talking about that and then going into yoga and saying, hey, you know what? I'm going to master this. I'm going to, you know, become, you know, um, proficient at it and be able to teach others. How did you get a partnership with Boutique Fashion Week? Like where did that first start? That's an interesting story. And I have to first shout out Kevin Kenny, one of the greatest chiropractors that I know. Black owned, amazing brother, highly uplifted. The funny part about that is, you know him? No, I don't know. I don't know. He's he's funny as heck, (laughs) and he gets your back right. So okay, all right. Shout out to him, man. Is he is he in is he in Atlanta? Oh, definitely. He's in it. He's between Atlanta and I think Jacksonville, Florida. So you can look him up at Dr. Kevin Kenny, and he's, he's, the, he's the guy that actually linked me up with Frank. So okay. Okay. We, um, in my yoga journey, it's another story, but I, I, this is, I'm telling you, I've, I've gone through so many mind blowing moments since I've joined into the yoga sphere that, was, that weren't even tied to actual yoga. It's more cultural than anything. Mm. When I first started yoga, I was always the, either one of two of the only black people in the room. I was one of the only black people in the room or one of two. And we would always kind of see each other and be like, oh, shoot, it's another black person in the room. <laughs> Ooh, okay, okay, all right, I like right. this. Yeah. And so I started seeking out and trying to find other cultural perspectives of yoga. I was like, it gotta be some more black people doing yoga. We, I'm, I see it on Instagram, I see people doing it. And so I'm looking through um, Instagram and I see um, the, culture, the culture yoga experience, trap yoga. And Kevin Kenny was throwing it. Now, at the time, I thought he was going to be leading the class, but I was like, I don't care. So it's a brother. He a right. chiropractor. He's right. black. It's a black event. And it's yoga. <laughs> I am in the building. Bet, right. bet, 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 bet. Signed up. Gotcha. Went to the event. Did the event. And shout out to Movement by Jordan. He was the instructor at the time. Movement okay. by Jordan was the instructor. And I went to the event, I'm doing my yoga. I chopped it up with Jordan at the end of the event. And then I went and chopped it up with Kevin. Cause I'm like, all these events, where are they coming from? I, I, I didn't know it was this many black cause it was a room full of black people doing yoga. So me personally, I'm in heaven. I'm like, this is the most black people I have seen do yoga in my life. 
This is the right. greatest thing I've ever right. seen. Can we all just hug and hold hands? <laughs> cool moment. Can we have a kumbaya moment just real fast? Yeah, so I nice. run over to Kevin and I'm like, Kevin, this is great. Do you do more of these? He was like, well, shit, I don't even teach yoga. I just like putting on um, holistic health events for my people. I love seeing my people in healthy spaces, being right. able to vibe and be in their own cultural setting. So right. I just like doing it. I'm like, well, shoot. I do yoga. I practice yoga. I instruct yoga. I would love, you know, to help y'all anyway. I don't even have to teach. Okay. I just love yeah. to come help. And he was like, boom, I'll keep that in mind. I love, you know, I love helping people. So boom, I'll just keep that in mind. And so I went to a couple of more of his events. He, um, there was an after school pro, uh, after school, I mean, a uh, you know, back to school rally that yeah. wanted him to do yoga. He hit me up on Instagram, uh, Kendra, I don't do yoga. Can you teach this? Bet. <laughs> I was like, okay, bet. I did. I did the back to school rally. And then um, Frank contacted him about Boutique Fashion Week. We contacted him and was like, we need a yoga instructor. We see what you've been doing with the trap yoga sessions in Atlanta. Mm. Are you interested? He hit me up on Instagram and was like, I don't do yoga, but I got this event. Do you want to do it? Because I know yeah. you do. I know you do it. I was <laughs> <Yeah>. like... <laughs> I was like, let me in that thing. Any opportunity that I have to, you know, get out and spread my wings and teach people. Right. And then I saw this was a black owned event too. So I'm like, let's do it. Yeah. Right. I did the first yoga at noon. It went really well. And um, kind of like it, like the one you guys were at, it went really well. The room received it really nicely. Mm. I saw the boutique fashion week event and I, I was like, yes, I love everything going on. Funny story about that. Y'all know they do the thing at Studio Space Atlanta. They do the, the car show at Studio Space yeah. Atlanta. Yeah. Uh -huh. Right. So I'm new to Atlanta. I'm pretty new to Atlanta at the time. I'm new to these people. I don't know nobody. And I'm by myself. I'm, I'm, I'm an only child. I'm left-handed. I'm a Virgo. And I got slight OCD. So all that means, <laughs> all, all that means is me being in spaces by myself with people I don't know. I'm very reserved and withdrawn. Yeah. So yeah. I came in, did my yoga, was like, I right, bet I'm out. But I wanted to go to the to the studio space Atlanta thing, and I couldn't figure out how to get in. Did y'all y'all figure out how to get in easily this time? I had to walk around the building three or four times. Yeah. <laughs> so the first the first time I went, I was confused too. But luckily, like, you know, Frank, my boy. So I was just like, I just came through the little back room with the models and stuff. <laughs> right, right. It helped you out a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I walked yeah. from the back to the front to the back. Cause that year I wasn't actually modeling. So I was like, and so I got frustrated and left. I was like, okay, I guess that's the event. You know, I didn't get to talk <laughs> to nobody. I didn't get to talk to Frank for real anymore. I didn't get to really speak to nobody else from Boutique Fashion Week. So I was like, well, I mean, that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And so then when it came around this year, he hit my, um, Frank actually contacted me this time. Okay. It was like, hey, you did Boutique Fashion Week last year. It was a success. Do you think you would be interested this year? I was uh, in my, in my head, I'm like, oh, yeah. Because I'm like, I missed yeah. out on everything last year. Yeah. I get another opportunity up in that thing. So in my head, I'm doing cartwheels and backflips. Mm. But I played it cool. I was like, yeah, that's cool. You know, <laughs> I'm straight. Yeah, I'll be there. It's no right. problem. It's going to be the same yeah. setup as last year. All right, bet. And so that's how it came to fruition. It's, um, okay. Dr. Kevin Kenny, he hooked me up, threw me an alley-oop. And then it just processed from there. Word. 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 That's a dope. Shout out to Dr. Kenny. 
yeah, Kevin man. Kenny. Let's go uh, hit him up. Yeah, 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 yeah. You gotta introduce us to him. We, we have to get Almost him on the pod too. And he, he another Florida boy, so he's standing up for the Florida people. Okay. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. Okay, good stuff, man. So you know, basically, just networking got you there. That's it. Being yeah. open, being open yeah, to open, opportunities, yeah. being open to meeting people. And that's one thing I'll tell anybody of any industry, like yeah. it, it, you don't know who your who God sends your way. You don't yeah, know who God, especially true. when you have a purpose and a plan, you never know who God is sending your way to push you forward and who God is sending your way to add to your family. Right. And so you have to always be open yeah. to receive people. That don't right. mean you got to hold on to them because they might, excuse my curse, because they might be full of shit. Yeah. But, you know, right. you receive people, you yep. see what their energy is, what they have to offer. And then that's one of the lessons we teach in yoga. Don't be connected to the fruits of your labor. So you mm. pull people in, you receive them. And then if they don't serve you, you be okay with letting it go. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, that's that, good. That keeps you lighthearted. That keeps you from being jaded. That keeps you yeah. from getting cold towards people. Yeah. So right. I would tell anybody in any aspect of industry, receive everybody with open arms, but just know how, just like in football, receive everybody with open arms, but be quick to be like, hold on. Right. I'll block you back. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, wait. If it does not serve you any longer, so yeah. that's a word. That's a word. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's a bar right there. I like that, and I can I can relate to that because I'm I'm pretty reserved too, Kendra. So like, you know, when I'm in rooms, a lot of times I'm kind of like to myself, but you know, I do like to I like to talk with people. Uh, like you want you'll see me, call, you know, talking, gathering people around and like giving speeches and, so, and whatnot. But you know, I do like to talk to people kind of one on one. That's kind of, of my, my thing. So like. You know, what I found just going to events sometimes, like I'm since I'm reserved, I don't always want to go. But, mm -hmm. you know, going to events, you never know. You never know who's in the room and you never know who you're going to connect with. So right. it's always good to go. And like you said, just receive people because you might meet that person that's going to be like family to you. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be right. like that person that's going to help you propel yourself and uh, somebody that can, you know, that y'all can connect and help each other along the way. That's right. And that's the mm -hmm. blessed part about it is you, you, you go into the, I mean, it's just like with relationships. Yeah. Like my dad told me when uh, he told me this a long time ago, when I was younger, he said, um, and when we talk about romantic relationships, every person you meet, you either going to break up or get married. Mm -hmm. There, there really mm -hmm. is no in between. Yeah. Right. And so mm -hmm. if you carry that over into every relationship, it's either going to work out or it's not. Mm -hmm. So that kind of got me, like you said, over my fear of going into public spaces and meeting people. Cause I'm like, I, if I just met you, I ain't got to talk to you no more. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, not saying I want, I don't want to, but it's just, you know, that's always an option. No, it is what yeah. it is, right? Yeah, right. yeah it is what yeah. it is. Yeah. But you, yeah. yeah, that's a good, that's a very good perspective. I like that. And I've never heard anybody say that, but it makes a lot of sense. You, it's, it's true. Like when, I, when those romantic relationships, you either going to break up or you're going to get married. One of the two, right? So that's you, it. If you yeah. think about it in that perspective, it kind of opens things up for you. It changes your mindset a little bit. That's and also, cool. and also, I think it makes you think about you know from a certain perspective, um, as far as like just you know not getting. Um, I think a lot of times you know we don't want to put our emo like emotions into anything too much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and especially like you know going back to probably some books that we've read. Um, 
but just not taking things personally. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yes. if you if you don't if you don't allow yourself like have open arms to your point, um, and be you know be open to everyone, but just allow yourself not to take things personally. That won't allow you to get too attached to some people that are meant to jump in your life for two seconds and then leave again. You know what I mean? Everybody, me. everybody's not meant to be here for, you know, people are some, some people are here for just certain seasons, you know yep. what I mean? Or to Cam's point, to help prepare you to the next level, or you don't know who's there to help to open a door for something else. You know, somebody could literally just be there to help open a door for you to meet someone else for another opportunity. And then that other person that helped open that door leaves though. You know what I mean? So <laughs> And it uh, keeps going. But if you chasing exactly. people who this, if you chasing people who are running, you are gonna always burn yourself out. Right. That's uh, that's just yeah. the principle good. of life. Yeah. If you chasing people who are who are running from you, you are gonna always burn yourself out. Mm. So if they ain't willing to sit still and let you catch them, then hey, that, that's you know, like you said, they maybe they were just supposed to pass you the baton. Yeah, that's man, that's a bar right there. Yeah, <laughs> hey, that's good wait stuff. till this mixtape come out. I, <laughs> word, I like it. Yeah. So, um, speak. You know, speaking about partnerships and relationships, uh, we do see that you have a partnership with a nonprofit organization. Can you talk about that a little bit? Of course. So, um, I do partner with No Nickname Projects, and actually, No Nickname Projects is a nonprofit that I started. Um, okay. I started it in order to kind of facilitate merging the arts with service. Um, mm. You do, you have a lot of uh, community service organizations that are doing amazing work in the community who get out and help. You have a lot of community service organizations that center around the arts and making sure they stay fostered in our communities and they don't lose their place. My goal is to intermix the two because okay. I kind of feel like most of us in the entertainment industry are the people that most community service organizations are trying to help. We are those mm. impoverished populations. We yeah. are those undersourced children. Um, and there could be more of us that grow into our art, that, that, that develop our talent, if we have people like us who are artists, entertainers, musicians, mm. uh, even poets, even actual <clears throat> painting artists, um, production engineers, you know, audio engineers, you know, cameramen, photographers, if we have more of those people who we know how hard it was, especially with us being brown and melanated, mm. to get the opportunities and the resources to get out of our situations and Absolutely. break some of those generational curses. Absolutely. It, it will help develop a new cycle for us as a people where we don't have to be, we don't, it, nothing wrong with being a rapper. I love rappers. I think they serve a place. They're, our, they're the poets of our time. Right. Um, I think people like sleep on them, but they're the poets of our time. They, they, speak to what's going on in, in culture and they advance it. But as a means to get out of the hood, that shouldn't be the only option. Yeah. Right. Basketball, football should not, or track should not be the only option. Right. Um, right. And it doesn't have to be doctor, lawyer, teacher, social worker either. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So I just feel like having no nickname projects, be able to facilitate um, the arts, have people who are in the art community be able to reach back into undersourced communities, but then at the same time provide community service programs like our impact, which is the express meal pack for the homeless, um, be able to provide toiletry products for people who are homeless and destitute, um, be able to function and work with places like the Covenant House that works with home teens. Mm. It sets up a community where the resources are not withheld to us to to 
as they like to say in politics, people who pull themselves up by their bootstraps. Right. Which, yeah. <laughs> which if you are in those communities, you know, it ain't never that easy because most people in undersourced communities are working two, three, four jobs, working 12, yeah. to 14 hours a day and yep. ain't doing nothing but trying to provide. Yeah, right. So the goal is to take us out of a survival mentality and put us into a place where we have the option to grow, even the homeless yeah. community, take them out of just worrying about where they're going to sleep, where they're going to eat next, where they're going to whatever, and give them the opportunity to be able to think productively. Because mm. I was handing out um, express meal packs for the homeless one day, and I gave a meal pack to a man who may have been 130 pounds. As soon as I gave him the meal pack, he said, I used to be a bodybuilder. I used to be 250 pounds. Wow. He said, I wow. love working out. I love taking care of myself. He said, I want to get back to my original weight. He said, I'm going to get back to bodybuilding. He said, mm. I loved it. So that lets you know that when those people in those communities have not always been where they are, right? they had dreams, they still have dreams, and they still want to accomplish. Mm -hmm. That's good. So our goal is to make sure we set up programs to just keep that going forward and foster that art and foster that community. Okay. Yep. Okay. So express meal packs for the homeless. So anybody want to donate? If you go follow No Nickname Projects, express meal packs for the homeless is something that we do constantly. And then we'll start functioning other art programs and things like that in the future. Okay. okay. Is that um No Nickname? Is that in the IG page? What um How uh, can our listeners get in contact with that? Um, if they just if, if they have this on IG page, no okay. nickname projects. Okay. So you okay. can go follow that and and go from there. And any questions or inquiries you have, we'll make sure we get back to you. Let's yeah. get it. Let's get it. What did it, what did the name come from? What's the meaning behind that? No nickname projects. No nickname projects came from my entertainment moniker. So my entertainment name is Kendra No Nickname, and it's mm. Kendra No Nickname because I ain't got one. <laughs> my, whole, my whole life people have been trying to press nicknames on me now my family like my mom my dad have nicknames for me like my really like my family family have nicknames for me but okay. it, it's really just my mom and my dad okay. but okay. my whole life people are like uh your name's Kendra what do people call you for short and in my head I'm this is me with my a-type personality in my head I'm like it's only two syllables <laughs> it's short. Yeah. It don't, need short. No, yeah. don't need no nickname. Oh, <laughs> oh you don't nicknames. It's like that's it. Yeah, yeah. And then people would be like, I'm gonna call you Ken Ken. I'm like, well, but my name's Kendra. It's the same. Right. <laughs> it's like just it's not, it's actually longer and not short. Right. <laughs> okay. But so then I started saying people would be like, okay, Ken, uh, what's your nickname? I'm like, I don't have one. So I'm no nickname. And then so I just stemmed that into no nickname projects as a branch okay. off. Okay, gotcha. no nickname. Okay, that's good. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, I think that's a great project, and um, you know that we see in these underprivileged communities. So I got a I got a young daughter, um, seven year old, and I realized yeah. that in her school, right, and you know we we don't have no problems. We're good, but like a lot of her classmates, you know, they have they have struggles right like they don't all don't have wi-fi at home all yep. of them they don't get to eat all the time so the school is always doing these programs where they're trying to help the families get wi-fi they're trying to help them get food and like even when this covid stuff popped off they were like sending meals home 
for the kids because you know oh, a lot of times they know they're not gonna have food they're not gonna have food and see a lot of times um these kids some of these kids they only the only time they really eating a good nutritious meal is while they're at school it's at, at school. school yep that's yeah. true that's so, facts yeah, you know, so some of these communities, they really need that. And uh, yeah, so like even when school was out, we was like doing all virtual. They had pickup times where you could come in and like get food from the school if the children needed it. So it's crazy. And that's so real to think about because you also think about how that plays into, and y'all, I'm trying not to get too deep, but <laughs> you that also plays through the prison pipeline because yeah, they oh, yeah. start your permanent record you think if they start your permanent record as soon as you hit grade school. Yeah. Now, this is something that we come across a lot in our community because we don't know verbiage. We don't know how to speak to our, to our the guidance counselors, the principals and the teachers because mm -hmm. we weren't taught that lingo. Right. So our kids go into school, they haven't eaten. They may, or if they did eat, they may not have eaten a good meal. Right. If, if their parent has been working all night, they may not have slept well. They may right. be tired. Yep. So they get to school. They can't focus. They're yep. frustrated because they're hungry and they can't learn. And so then a lot of the times they'll act out because of it. Yeah. Right. Now, exactly. now when Marcus acts out, he gets an IEP. He gets a behavior plan. He gets sent to uh, remedial classes because yeah. we need to work on his behavior skills. They document all that. Yeah as soon as they do it. So he's already marked as having either a mental deficit he's or, or a behavioral or a personality disorder. Right. He's already marked as being a problem on a permanent record by the time he's five, six, seven, eight years old. Whereas you have Xander who isn't focusing in class and is running around the room throwing things and is frustrated. And granted, he might be going through the same situations, mm -hmm. but maybe his parents may know to say, oh, well, we're getting him therapy. We're taking right. him to counseling. Right. Um, you know, he's going through some things at home. So it's not that he can't focus. It's just, he's going through some things at home. So we're taking him through some counseling sessions and right. we're gonna do some things to work that energy mm -hmm. out. but here are some things and some, some things that you can work with him on in the classroom and mm -hmm. help him. That's good. Whereas with, with the black counterparts is just, we're already frustrated. We already tired. We yeah. already been working. We're talking about undersourced, of course, not everybody, right. oh, yeah. but yeah. the undersourced part of our community. They already tired. They already frustrated. I don't really have time to be dealing with discipline as well because I'm frustrated mm -hmm. with my own life. So yeah. we tend to say, well, whatever you need to do, okay. Mm -hmm. If you say he, if you say he got a behavioral problem, okay. If you say yeah. he's ADHD, right. okay. Right. Which a lot of the times, what we don't realize is you five years old, you six years old, you new to the world. Everything is new and different and all over the place. It's adults who can't pay attention for more than 30 seconds. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. But then we six or seven year old and tell them to sit at one desk all day and just yeah. focus. Right. You know, and then if they can't, now they got ADHD. Now we want to put them on Adderall, Ritalin, things yeah. like that. Right. And so just to tie that into what you were saying with the, with the lunch programs, if those things aren't available or if we can't offer that to our communities, then we set our children up already behind the curve and we set them up at a disservice because now we put them in a position to be put into the system early. Yeah, to be right. marked as problems early. You see yeah, what I yeah. mean? Yep. When they don't have to be. 
So that just ties into what you were saying about the school lunch program and how important those type of programs are. Because if you think about as a grown up, as a grown man, if you hungry and tired and sleepy, you frustrated. How well can you can't focus. focus. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, <laughs> you ain't gonna focus. You feel at all. me? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so yeah. you know, and so a lot of times we expect our kids to be better than us, but they can't because we got to teach them. And so exactly. that's where you know, like you said, school lunch programs and things that no nickname projects are trying to facilitate yeah. are really just trying to make it more understood in our community that we got to forgive each other, heal each other, and help each other to grow. Exactly. Hey, I think that's uh I think that's so key too. Um specifically um when you talked about us just not being able to like communicate, verbalize, you know, when we when we have, you know, concerns, you know what I mean? And I'm not I'm not saying like concerns with our kids or anything like that, but we do we have a lot of stuff going on within when we're talking about our community. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, um and uh a lot of times we mm-hmm. want to just kind of push to the side and be like, okay. You know what? Yeah. To your point, um, if you know if he needs a, a action plan or if he needs a behavioral plan, let's go ahead and put him on that without just communicating like Xander's parents and saying, "Hey, you know what? No, we have therapy. We're we're too afraid to admit that we're going through something." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And uh, I think that to to your point, we just need to communicate better. We have to be better about communicating um, when 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 we have things that are that are going on that could affect learning because we're all trying to navigate this thing. Um, yeah. you, know, of course. you know, in our own different ways. And so um, if uh, if we don't communicate, there's no way for anyone to understand what we're dealing with. You know what I mean? Yeah. So nah, and funny. then understand that's that funny. your children understand your situation. Yep. You know what yeah. I mean? We may not feel like they do, but your kids understand. When I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to let it go after this. But I used to be a new hire trainer for United Healthcare and they sent us to Ohio. And one of the ladies in my class, this is where I got this from. One of the ladies in my class was saying that she was late for school. She was late for work like three, four days in a row. They were at the point where they were about to get ready to let her go, where I was going to have that conversation with her. Mm. And her and her husband were going through a divorce. And that was exactly what was going on. Her child was acting out in class. Her child was not focusing. Her child was upset a lot in class. I said, well, did you, have you talked to your, you know, this is just full transparency. Have you talked to your child about how he's feeling about what y'all are going through? Right. You know what I mean? She was like, no, well, well, no, because he's too young. We just kind of try to, you know, let him be a kid and let him, I said, yeah, but he's a kid going through the same situation you're going through and he don't understand. You right. understand what's going on in your situation. Yeah, he, don't. he don't. So this is completely blindsiding him. Mm-hmm. So instead of you letting him go to school and have the principal tell you that he needs an IEP, a behavior plan and all this, talk, yeah. try talking to the principal and just saying to him, this is what I got going on at home. And you know what? And I'm saying this is what I got going on at home. Give yeah. me an opportunity to deal with my child. Yeah. And, and, and that's what kind of drew that to me is yeah. that our kids, they understand. They understand right. what's going on in the household and it affects them just like you were saying, as much as it affects us, but yeah. we all want to have that strong front, like right. everything's right. okay all the time. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, just that's I was a, just gonna say that. So that's <laughs> a good point. Hit the nail on the head with that one for sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think that goes into in the money too. Like we need to tell our kids what's going on with our money situation too, because they need to understand because they don't. If we don't tell them, and, and that's only going to help them out 
you know, along the way, because a lot of us, we don't know about money growing up because we never talked about it in the home. Exactly. We never talk about it. And then we'll break our backs trying to give our kids everything. And so they don't understand that, you know, it, it kind of, they don't understand. I know even for myself until my parents broke it down to me, this is our budget. Yeah. This is how mm-hmm. much money I got, you know? Yeah. So if I can't do this, it's not because I don't love you. It's not because I don't care. It's not because you're not deserving. You should never feel undeserved or unworthy because you don't get something. I can't give it to you right now. If I could, I would, Right. you know? And so that kind of chips away at that ego or that set of materialism that a lot of kids find themselves in because they feel like, well, if I don't get something, then there's something wrong with me. Right. Well, really it's just mommy ain't got it. And, right, and yeah. you know, instead of me trying to like pick up an extra shift or having to put something on layaway that may cause us to be suffering in another area of our yeah. life, baby, I just don't have it. Right. And, yeah. and uh, I know we got I know we got to move on, but I just <laughs> something that that's very important that you said was um our our projecting as parents. Um, and I, I can speak because, I mean, I have, you know, two kids and um uh I'm not perfect and I'm pretty sure I've done this before. I might do it again, but I'm, I'm constantly working. But what we have to do is not try to put our understanding on our kids, mm-hmm. you know, because they understand way more than what we think they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and just uh, allow ourselves to give them that option to, to understand, you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe we can't, we have to change our wording a bit because um, not talk to them like they're like they're babies, talk to yep. them, talk to them like, you know, they're, humans and yeah. that they that they can listen and interpret exactly and comprehend exactly what we're, what we're saying and then let them make a decision for it but just don't keep them in the dark i think mm-hmm. that's very i think that's very important so mm-hmm. you know and i it goes back to what you were saying um to just um allowing ourselves to to uh, and making it mandatory to speak to our kids um not all you know just about the good things, but you know, about money, about the yeah, certain issues and about everything. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. they're more under understanding than we give them credit for, I think. So I yeah. think that's they're true. observant. They're but I mean mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't know what people's religious preferences are, but they t- they tell you that out of the the truth comes out the mouth of babes because they don't know the conformities of the world. Yeah, right. exactly. They haven't been they haven't been taught deception. They haven't been yeah. taught manipulation. They haven't been taught distortion. Right. So they mm. see the world as it is. Exactly. And all they're doing is asking us questions. They're like, very well, innocent. very innocent. Yeah. They're like, I see it. I see mm-hmm. it for, yeah. for face value. So if yeah. it's not what I'm seeing in front of me, then just, just explain it. Explain you know? it. Yeah. Let me know what's going on. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Exactly. So listen, exactly. listen, listen, man, we, we getting into some good stuff right now, man. So uh, I want to get back to, um, I want to get back to yoga real quick um, and just talk about that. We see that you have your 5 a.m. power up challenge going on right now um uh cam and i both follow you on ig man and um that's so dope so can you talk about that and give us some detail on that challenge and how it came about so yeah the 5 a.m power up challenge came out of me needing it's kind of like what we were talking about earlier with the mama mentality yeah i needed something to cat to give me a catalyst i needed something to propel me and and keep me determined and I needed something to kind of shift my mindset again because I was falling into a lull. I was falling into a level of comfort. And then I was also starting to feel burnt out. Mm. And so oh, I God. needed it, what we call in yoga is a sadhana or, or, or a daily meditation. I needed okay. something 
to recenter and refocus myself to help where my where my issue was, where my law was, okay. what I had been through and what I was going through that got me to that point. And so I was like, I'm gonna get up because I normally get up like eight, nine o'clock in the morning. You know, I work for myself, so um, mm. I, if, I work for myself and maybe one other company. So I'm, I'm kind of on my own schedule and time, but I still have to fit a lot of stuff within a day. Right. I was like, I'm going to get up at five. I'm going to get up at 5 a.m. every morning. I'm going to set a time for meditation. I'm going to set a time to do sun salutations because through yoga, I understand what those things in tandem can do for you. Right. Setting a ritual for yourself, setting yourself a discipline and a schedule for yourself to follow gives you that, 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 level of self-worth it gives you a level of worthiness right. it, it gives you it, it refocuses you and then it puts you in a level of structure which is what you need to refocus and center your mind yeah. and so i was like how am i gonna hold myself accountable to this because you know i can say i wake up every day at 5 a.m but i mean if i roll over what's gonna happen so i was <laughs> like well, <laughs> ain't nobody gonna do nothing i'm just gonna be asleep so <laughs> So I said, well, let me make an announcement on Instagram because mm. I know there are people who pay attention. And if yep. I put it on Instagram and then I don't do it, somebody going to call me out on it. <laughs> <Yes>. now, <you laughs> know, yeah. whether, they, whether I care if they call me out or not is one thing, but somebody going to call me out. That's so smart, I was though. like, yeah. let me go ahead and make it a challenge because if it's something that I need to push my life and motivate me, then I can't be the only one. Right. So I was like, what this 5 a.m. challenge is going to do is it's going to hold me accountable mm -hmm. and it's going to put under me a level of accountability to other people. Because yep. if other people are depending on me for this motivation, that's going to give me that extra drive to do it for myself. Yeah. You know, and so I was like, let me just go ahead and put it out here. I did it for the first week and I started noticing every day somebody was doing it. And yeah. I was like, so now I kind of done put my foot in my mouth if I stop. Because <laughs> now people are looking for this, you know? Yeah, right. And I think what kind of did it for me is one morning, a guy put it on his Instagram story. He was like, um, up 5 a.m. with K-Works Fitness. And I was like, well, I'm doing this for me. But now that I see what it's doing for other people, I know what, it, what my charge was. And people don't, right. that goes back to what we were, even with yoga, uh, if you talk about yoga, if you talk about any religious sector, there's always a definite chief aim, which is what Bruce Lee did, a definite chief aim where you mm. speak about your calling. There's your your hero path, which is what we talk about in in yogic culture and things like that. You know, in, in black Baptist culture, we call it a calling. Yeah. But yeah. you never know what your charge or what your assignment to the world is unless you just follow what your instincts tell you. Mm. So I knew I needed to make a change for my life. And I knew that change would be beneficial to other people. But also I, I was looking at it like I could have people on my ass. Right Now it turned into being able to help other people hold themselves accountable and charge their life. So now it's bigger than me. And mm. so now it's just, now it's a, a motivation to just keep it going. Because like I said, if I don't keep it going, if for no other reason, for the people who are doing it with me, right. which gives me then the motivation to continue to do it for myself. Okay. And so 
that's good. where the 5 a.m. challenge came from. So it's you, the wake up call is at 5 a.m. That gives you 15 minutes to rub your eyes, brush your teeth, <laughs> real quick. At 5.15, we do a meditative sound bath where all you have to do is listen. Okay. And then at 5.30, you have the option to do sun salutations with me or just use that 30 minutes to prepare your mind, your spirit, and your body for the day. Um, mm. We do a weekly mantra. Um, this week's mantra was, I, I am intentional with my purpose and I am purposeful with my intention. And so it just gives you something every day before the sun even wakes up. So you wake up before the sun mm. to choose how you want to start your day. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And using using uh, Instagram for accountability is amazing. It's a great idea. <laughs> I hey, you know scared, it scared the mess out of me. The first time <laughs> I saw somebody, um, the first time somebody asked me, what's this week's mantra? I said, shit. <laughs> in my head. I said, that's my ego. I got I to step out of that. That's the little kid in me saying, damn, now I got to get up at five in the morning. I can't step back on it. Yeah. But then once I got past my ego, past my little child self, I said, okay, Kendra, we in it to win it now. So just keep we pushing. Hey, I think yeah. that's I think that's so that's so key, though, because um, just like you said, I think it's the accountability portion. Not only you saying, you, you know, initially you're like, this is this is for me. Um, yeah. And my yeah. accountability it's, it's it's crazy because I feel like I went through something similar recently. Um, and I think like we talk about our ego and I like I like our childishness a little bit, you know, human nature comes out every so often. And we have to be we have to be honest about it. Right. And um, yeah. I was like, man, um, uh, and even, you know, I, I can um, add Cam to this, but we sometimes we uh, do our workouts and we might tag each other um, like to kind of yeah. like hold hold each other accountable. Um Hey man, you know, I got this running and where you at, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that type of situation. And uh, I used to post a lot of my workouts and then I stopped and I was like, why am I stopping? Like, am I stopping because like of my ego or to think like, am I thinking too much about other people yep. or like, you know what I mean? And I was like, I'm thinking too much about others. Like yeah. I need this for me. So yes. then I started posting my workouts again because it kept me motivated. I wasn't yes. necessarily thinking about nobody else, yeah. but then I started to see that other people yeah, were motivated by it yeah and they will be like yo man you 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 keeping me on my game right now yo and i was yeah. like i was like i didn't even think about that bro i was like honestly like this i need this for me because if not i'm like i'm gonna stay asleep so yeah you ain't it resonated so much with me and so now i really i do it for myself but then when you see it opening you know it opening and inspiring others mm-hmm then you're like, wait a minute, there, there's there's more reasons for, for why you're doing this. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. There's more purpose behind it. It's bigger than what you actually thought it was. So yeah. that, that that resonated big with me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I mean, most definitely because, uh, and we speak about this in, in yoga, you have your intrinsic and your extrinsic means. You have your intrinsic mm-hmm. motivation, your extrinsic motivation. Right. They both play hand in hand. Everything is, is yin and yang. Right. But if, 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 if it's not, if there's not an extra, if there's not an intrinsic motivator for you, then you're always going to burn out. So kind of right. like you were saying, you got back to your workouts and posting them because you needed to see it. That's your right. intrinsic game. Yeah. That's your right. own thing. Absolutely. Now you wanting to stop posting for other, stop posting them for other people was extrinsically 
you know, motivated. Right. Yeah. Right. Because, you know, we all think, even with my 5 a.m. challenge, I don't know what people going to think about this. People might yeah. be making fun of me. They might not receive it. Right. You know, who am I? Who who I think I am posting some stuff like that. But right. if yeah. not you, then who? Right. Exactly. Exactly. You know? Drop, drop mic, man. You, <laughs> drop you mic. Yeah, hey, you you're right. gonna do it. You you're know right. what I mean? You had the idea, it was placed on you. And then even with you posting your workouts, that's something that you can go back to two years from now, three years from now, and check your own progress. Yeah. Right. If Instagram's so still yeah. around. Right. But even six months from now, you can <laughs> yeah. go back and be like, hey, this is where I was six months ago. And now look at where I am now. Yeah, Maybe I don't even yep. need the 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 to post anymore but right. hey six months ago i was doing it now look at me now still going yeah that's good. so that's good. we don't take into the account the value mm-hmm. of pressing ourselves forward yeah yeah you know what i mean yeah yeah we don't take into account the value of loving ourselves enough to hold ourselves accountable a lot of yeah. the time for certain oh, that's good Love yourself enough to call yourself accountable. I love that. That's it. Because ain't nobody else going to do it like you. You're right. Ain't nobody else. You're right. Ain't nobody else. <laughs> <laughs> They'll let you fall by the wayside every time and then be like, well, I mean, you you the one that said it. And yeah. all you can say at that point is, you right. You right. <laughs> you right. I didn't right. say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so Kendra, we see that. Um, I want to go into, you know, your skincare thing. Now, it looks like you got your own skincare products. Can you tell about its uh, skincare and how that came about? Yes, its skincare butter skincare system. So it came from me. I'm a hippie, so it re- it really stemmed from me not wanting to use any chemical products on my skin. Okay. Um, during COVID last year, and it's a funny story with that. During COVID last year. They wouldn't let you leave the house. You, they yeah. wouldn't let you go to the store. All this stuff was shut down. You right. had all this time on your hands. Everybody was losing their job. Everybody, even myself, my job got halted and stopped for six or seven months. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I still need to be able to keep my personal hygiene up. I still need to be able to keep my skincare up. And then I'm on a health and wellness journey where I'm detoxing myself from chemicals. So um, at the current moment, I don't take pharmaceutical medications. Um, I try to eat as much organic um, foods as possible. Of course, when you go to restaurants, you can't really gauge that. But right. I try to stay as organic on the food process as possible. Um, when I was using um, store-bought skincare, I tried to always go for organic or as few ingredients on the label as possible. Yeah. And so I was like, I, and also I love science. Um, in high school, I was, a, I was a science nerd. I was in medical explorers. Like I was heavy into science. So I'm always interested in how things are made, you know? Okay. And so during COVID, I was like, well, I got to keep up with my skincare anyway. And I started with masks. Okay. I started okay. with basic, just detox masks. And I was like, well, these are the products that I, that I see them use on the labels. Let me do a little research. Mm-hmm. These are things that either I can grow on my own or I can buy from organic compounds and put it together and have the exact same product and I know what's in it. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so I started with a with a face mask. Um I, I tried it, my mom tried it, our face started clearing up like almost immediately. Um skin like the dark spots and the redness around my face started to go away. And um I was also noticing 
that because of the products that I was using, like my sinuses, like they were, you know, we going through the same season now, allergy season. I was using the bentonite clay mask and I was adding some extra things to it and it was making my sinuses go down. So I'm like, okay. Mm, mm. My mom was liking it. She was asking me for more of it. So then I was like, well, maybe I can make face wash. Let me look into what makes soap. So then I'm like, okay, what's the healthiest and most organic way to use soap Mm -hmm. while also being able to put the, the healthiest ingredients possible in it to make the skin living because, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of cosmetics work to cover up skin and a lot of cosmetic products actually suffocate skin. Mm. So they actually kill the skin or, or, or deaden the skin to an extent. My goal is to start this from me being a trainer, from me being into science. I know that skin is a living organism. It has to breathe. It has to be fed. It has to be nourished. It has to be hydrated. It has to be moisturized and lubricated just like everything else. So I start researching the skin as an organism, as an organ, not just what makes us look good. Right. So then I start looking into products that fed the skin, like, you know, your aloes, your glycerins or things Mm. like that. And I'm like, okay, these are things that keep the skin living, moving, breathing. Gotcha. Let's incorporate these things and see how it changes my chemical makeup, right? right. Um, it's, it's good. This is TMI and it's going to be a little weird, but <laughs> people don't like when their skin crawls, but I'm like, your skin moves. It, it, it moves, it sheds, it breathes, it detoxes, mm-hmm. it op- your pores open and close. Yeah. So you feel that and you should feel it. That's right. normal. You know, that lets you know that you are healthy, that you're living, that you're growing. Right. Um, and so I start playing with different formulas and I start noticing that that was the end product, that my skin was more luminescent. My skin, as I'm getting older, I'm getting I'm in my early 30s. My skin started to plump, which is a sign of aging. Your skin starts to lose elasticity. It starts to decrease, um, which is why people get fillers. But that's also because most people are, hi- are dehydrated. Mm. So I just started making skincare that put a lot of moisture, a lot of hydration in the skin and pulled a lot of hydration from the outside elements. I started noticing that my skin looked more lively. Mm-hmm. It started to glow naturally. Yeah. My dark spots and all these things started to go away. My yeah. skin felt healthier and better. And so then I just started letting other people try it and they felt the same. Nice. And so I felt like once again, it was one of my charges and my callings to at least put this out here for people. Yeah, of course, right. there are other skincare products that are amazing. But if I know this helps people, if I know that I'm pulling, putting healing ingredients in them, and I, if I know for a fact that everything that I put in this skincare is natural, right. is mm-hmm. holistic, and is healing, then right. I at least want to offer that service to my people as an yeah. option. You yep. know, whether they choose to use it or not. So okay. it's been going pretty good. And like I said, everyone who I know who's using it so far um, is experiencing, like even my mom is in her 60s and she's like, I'm seeing my skin smooth out. Mm. There's been dark spots I've had on my skin for years and it's starting to go away. Wow, and I awesome. just think that's a service that I can offer to people. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. Good. So, Kendra, what's what's next for you? Whew, my God. <laughs> uh, what is next for Kendra Miller? 
What's next for Kendra Miller is one, this is why I'm at the Paul Mitchell School right now. We are getting ready for um, Boutique Fashion Week Volume 2. Okay. It's going to be in Houston this year, so there's a lot of preparation yeah. around that. Yeah. Um, I'm getting ready for a yoga at noon and some things with that. Um, I'm going into some additional yoga teacher training right now. So I'll be done with that in July. So I'll have another wealth of knowledge. Um, by the time I get out of that, I should be able to do spiritual counseling. Um, I should be able to do Ayurvedic cleansing. So I'll have some more services I can offer. Um, K-Works Fitness is about to do a collaboration with another company very soon to launch okay. a fitness brand of its own. So that's nice. coming out. That's what's and up. then outside of that, modeling a little bit, fitness modeling a little bit, and then trying <laughs> to dive into comedy. I know I may not I may not be that funny right now. I try sometimes, but I've been in I've been interested in 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 uh, pursuing a career in comedic acting and writing for a very long time, mm, okay. and the avenues are starting to open up. So you might hear a little kiki from you, a little joke. Hey. <laughs> if hey, you don't I'm like it, just keep your mouth shut. Do, do your thing. Right. Do your thing. Oh, that's <laughs> hey, that's dope. That's super dope. Yeah. I can see that though, because uh, you know, you, you got the energy, and uh, I can tell you, you a little goofy, you a little funny. So I think it'll work out for Easy. you. Yeah, I'm, Not- I'm like, just give me a fake laugh. It ain't got me no, you know, one of them laughs. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> not only, not only that though. Um, something that sticks with me all the time is uh, ever since I saw it, um, Idris Elba made a video a couple of years back, and um. Y'all got me. I'm here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wanted to give you give you a chance to jump right back in, but yeah, um, Idris Elba he made a video a video a couple years back, and um, he was just saying that uh, it's your birthright to try anything you want to try. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, um, don't let anyone project on you what they can't do. If they're saying that you can't do it, it's because they feel like they can't do it. Yeah. Boom. So, um, try everything that you feel interested in, capable of. Like, if it's in you. And you you following your your you know women's intuition gut whatever you want to call it you know what I mean, um go for that just like yeah. it, um, it's in that actual video he says like go for that you know what I mean, uh we we were put on this earth to do so much and I feel like certain people, uh um just feel closed off or feel like they're in a box you know what I mean but mm-hmm. for for those of us that don't live in a box you know we feel that we can do so many other things, so you know mm-hmm. definitely definitely go for that man and um. Shout out to uh, shout out to you. Did I hear you say that you were going to be kicking our ass even worse um, coming up with uh, having more knowledge uh, with the with the yoga? You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, yeah. In oh, July. yeah. So when we um, hopefully get a chance to come and uh, take your class again uh, for Boutique Fashion Week, it's, <laughs> it's going to be even worse. Listen, uh, we free souls. Have, you're going to have more, look, more knowledge. Boy, have, look, we free souls out here. Look, All I'm right. trying to put you through so much in that yoga class. Just going <laughs> to jump out and be like, I'm free. I don't even want to be in this body no more. I mean, I want to live. So I'm going to come back. But just for the moment <laughs> that we in this class, I'm going to just step out and let you do what you do. And yeah. then I'll watch you from the outside and step back in. Hey, and I'm, I'm, I'm here for That's it, what's man. Up. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm definitely And then here just for to it. piggyback off of what you said about what Idris Elba said, Gary Vaynerchuk, this is why I am so adamant about what I, about what I do. If you don't follow Gary Vaynerchuk, I encourage everybody to. Oh, Gary yeah. Vaynerchuk said, you can fail. He said people, one, two of the things he said was, People make the biggest decisions of their life in the earliest part of their life when they know the least about themselves. And Mm. then they force themselves to live with those decisions for the rest of their days. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. He yeah, piggybacked that by saying, you could start and fail a new thing every three months. And if you did that for four years, that's 12 things. By the law of numbers, at least one of those things is going to stick. Work. Yeah. Right. So he said, you could, so he said, why, why are you afraid to fail? You get, he said, that's it. He said, that's on the long end of things. You can start and fail something every three months and eventually you'll get to more than one success. Mm -hmm. Now think about if you're in the middle of that three months and you're like, okay, it's been a month. I already know this ain't for me. Boom, done. On to something else. Right, right. By the law of probability and the law of numbers, if you try 20 things, at least five of those things are going to be a success. That's good. Right. That's good. So you just keep rolling off of those principles and that's where we at. You know, yep. and it's, it's like you said, don't let people hold you to their limitations. Right. Exactly. Ever. Exactly. That's good. That's good. Yeah, man. So, so Kendra, we're we about to move into our next segment uh, that we call the five five. But before we do that, you know, one thing that we always do here at the city of savages podcast is we like to give all of our guests their flowers. So, you know, you often hear about people getting their flowers when they're gone, but uh, we don't always give people their flowers while they're here. So we want to give you your flowers and just, uh, you know, shout you out and tell you, you know, we, we got so much respect and admiration for you and what you're doing. Um, your your story is, is so amazing. Uh, how you came to to doing yoga. Your yoga classes are dope. We've experienced them ourselves and Rats. just love what you're doing uh, with your, your organization, with the homeless um, in our community. Mm-hmm. And the skincare, I mean, you just got so many things that you're putting out to the world and just making, you know, not not just yourself better, but everybody else that comes into contact with you is a little bit better for meeting you. So we want to give you your flowers for that and just let you know that, hey, we appreciate you and got so much admiration and respect for you. No doubt. And Kings, I want to offer that same extension to y'all. This podcast is, I mean, I've been tapping into the people that you have on your podcast and just for you all getting out here and being two young Kings out here giving your voice to the world and opening up people to so many different perspectives. That's a gift. That's a word. Y'all's voice is magic. And I'm just uh, blessed to be a part of it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. So uh, our next segment of Fab Five is five. uh, It's kind of like our lightning round. So it's five fun questions that we like to ask all of our guests. We switch them up a little bit for each guest, but they're similar questions. Um, And it's just going to help us get to know you a little bit better, help the guests get to know you a little bit better, and for us to have a little bit of fun here. So I'm going to let Greg pop it off with the first question. I'm ready. Let's do this. Let's do it. (laughs) All right. So question one, what's the very last song you listened to? The very last song I listened to was Sicko Mode, Travis Scott. Okay. okay. That's, a, that's a good one. Yeah. Classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anything Travis Scott. I, 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 hopefully he see he going to see this one day. We're going to put that into the universe. Hey, he going to yeah. see it. And when you see it, Travis, you're my little brother. So come on. Be my best hey, friend. Listen. Let's go do cool stuff. Hey, yeah, for sure. Hey, we got to We got to <laughs> He going to see it and uh, he going he gonna to be at Boutique Fashion Week one, one time. One of you, yeah, facts, right? all that. Yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> with for a sure. roller coaster in the middle of the runway. Hey, <laughs> hey that'd be super dope. <laughs> so, so question two uh, I don't know if you're a reader or not, but if so, what book would you recommend? What What's your favorite book? One that changed your life? Can I do two? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, the two books that changed my life The Alchemist mm. yeah. and 48 Laws of Power. Okay. 
Those nice. are two books that made me look at humanity and people in a completely different light. Yeah. And they're extremely good books too. So it's not yeah. just boring. They're good yep. books. Yeah. So The Alchemist and 48 Laws of Power. Yeah, yeah. I've read The Alchemist. I've, I've never read The 48 Laws of Power, but a lot of people recommend it and I need to read it. I've read some of the laws, but I haven't like really gotten the book and just like dove into it. Uh, so as you see, I like to read. So I'll have to get that one for my collection. Please um, wait, do. We, uh, I, I see I Greg got people. Greg got it's like a, it's, I was about to say it's about a thousand pages. Oh yeah. You, that's, but once I think you that's get what... into it and start reading it, you don't even be thinking about it because you'd be like, oh, people do be doing that. Yeah. That is how people what? Yeah. And then yeah. you start, yeah. It's it's like a mind game. Yeah, I it's think like, that's what it turned me from it. Look, it's a it's a big book. But uh <laughs> <laughs> but you know, but the alchemist though. It's a really good book. I love it. And you're right. Like, I read that book. I mean, because once I picked it up and started getting into it, I was like, just nah. So I didn't want to let it go. It's good. It's really good. I'm a mug. This is going to be a moving interview, y'all. But I'm All right, cool. with y'all. Cool, cool. Right, we, we about to, we're going to get you out of here. I know you got, you busy here. Uh, so we'll go to third. Go ahead, number three, Greg. Yeah, let's just jump into it. What's, um, what's your favorite um, exercise or maneuver in yoga? Oh, my favorite. Favorite interview, I mean, my favorite ex in yoga. Yes. It's a hard one. It, it's wheel pose. And honestly, it's wheel for vanity. It's a pretty pose. It's okay. a pretty posture. And it kicks my butt every time. So I love wheel because I always look cute doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I always look cute okay. doing it. Oh, let me get my keys. I always look cute doing it. And it's hard to do. Yeah. So that's yeah, that's my jam. All right. Good. Let's good. Get number four. Let's get number, number four. Number four. <laughs> what's something? What's something that most people don't know about you? Uh, people don't know that I'm a comic book nerd and that I got it from my mother. Okay. My mom yeah. used to trade and read comic books when she was younger. Mm. And then it just kind of rolled over and transferred over to me. So okay. I love comic books. I love comic book mu- movies. And I love reading and watching comic books with my mom. Interesting. So, nice. Hey, that's dope. That's something that you may not know. That's okay. good. That's good, though. I like that. Good, All right, good. last question real quick. What's a goal on your bucket list that you want to try to accomplish before this year is over? Oh, this year. And I know it's we're probably maybe halfway through the year, so might want to put 2020, uh, 2022 in this as well. I want to seriously boulder, like rock climbing boulder. I want to seriously mm. boulder consistently for like a month. Okay. okay. So I want to rock climb consistently for a month. And I mean like outside. And really, mm. I've done it twice, but it wasn't consistent. And so okay. my next goal is to make that consistent. Okay. Okay. That's cool, man. Yeah, that's, dope. that's dope. Do you have a um do you have a real quick, do you have a place in mind where you want to do that at? Like um I'm actually so if anybody wanna put recommendations in the podcast, they want to send them to you or send them to me. <laughs> but anywhere in Georgia, I'm looking at there's a couple of places around Lake Lanier that has some nice boulders and rocks yeah. that um that I've been looking at. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I've only done it in Alabama. So I'm actually currently looking. So okay. anybody on the podcast, if you know of rocks or boulders, just talk to me. I'm country and I'm a hippie. So I don't care about <laughs> being outside. Just tell me. 
Where, all right, all right, wait. Right. Y'all hear that? Guess drop some, drop some recommendations for us. All right, bet, bet, bet. Yeah, yeah. So, hey, Kendra, we definitely appreciate you. Thank you um, so much. Thank you for joining us on a podcast today. It's been such a pleasure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you drew, drop, drop, you dropped a lot of gems, and we love this conversation. So, before we get out of here, tell the people again where they can find you at on social, your website, all that stuff. All right. And I just want to, again, give y'all gratitude and much love for even thinking of me of being on the podcast. Of course. Y'all did not have to give y'all give y'all time to me today. And I appreciate it full heartedly. But you can always find you can find me on most social media handles. Kendra Note at Kendra No Nickname at KWorks Fitness, KWorksFitness.com. You can catch me here at Boutique Fashion Week doing the yoga at noon and just to run through it one more time. At Kendra No Nickname on IG, at KWorks Fitness on IG, KWorksFitness.com. You can also see me at Studio Bungie in Dallas, Georgia, and in Marietta, Georgia. And you never know where I may pop up next. All right, man. We love it, man. Hey, listen, thank you. Uh, Thank you. Thank you again for just blessing us um, today uh, with um, not only your knowledge, but your story. Uh, Continue pushing, continue doing what you're doing. Um, we appreciate it. You know, we got to go back to work, but, um, look, man, we appreciate you queen. Y'all already know it's been city of savages podcast. Y'all been here with us. We got uh, Kendra Miller on and, um, y'all make sure you please, please go and follow show this lady some love, man. Go follow all of her, um, her IGs and, uh, check out the website as well. Hit her up. If you're in Houston, hit her up for boutique fashion week and uh, yoga at noon. And, um, y'all already know what it is, man. And we'll, uh, of course, include you once we drop the episode. Yes, hey, hey and, yeah and tell uh frank and angelo we said what's up please i got him i'm going to tell him right now <laughs> all right well hey y- y'all have not listened to the city of savages podcast appreciate it we out peace